Outcast, we are back with episode 36 of the Outcast. Episode 36, we have some Dave Boland. We've got some, who else? Who, who else is the number 36, Jerry Juice Man? Well, we got Joe Nathan, Ooh. 2016. Okay, okay. Um, Sean Marshall, no, not Sean Gallagher, not Sean Marshall. Chris Widger, too. Wow. Yeah, Kevin Smith, that, a, a long list of great, great players. Sounds pretty average, just like this episode, you're riding with the Outcast. The Dave Bolin, Chris Widger, Kevin Smith, whoever the hell else edition of the Outcast here with Buzz and Juice. I am your man, Buzz, and to my left, as always, I got my dude, Juice. Juice, Juice Man, Buzz, all those names, like we said in the intro, average, average, average. So the theme for this episode is to be as average as we can throughout this hour 10 that you guys are following along with us. I don't know if we could be average. I don't think we're built like that. Nope. Nope, this is, we're going to dial it back. It's a Wednesday. It's been a long week for myself. I know you're on vacation, so you got all this pent-up energy. I do. I'm ready to pop. But I'm going to tell you right now, this is how average this is. I forgot to hit record on the camera, so there's missing two, maybe 30 <laughs> seconds from this episode. So, Joey, best of luck. Sorry we were average. <laughs> that means we suck at our job. Hey, either way. All right, well, let's get in the let's crack one open before my house cleaning because I'm thirsty as hell. Today I am drinking a Freedom of Press, which we've had on here before. It's from Revolution Brewing. It's a session sour. It's good. Juice and I didn't feel like going buying any more beer because there's a ton in the garage. So yeah, got to start drinking the stock here before summer. Well, we're getting to spring cleaning here, Buzz. So we're getting to the point where you know you got to clear out to make room for new. I got Coors Light in there, Miller Light, Island, Revolution. It's bad. So, yeah, brother. I am going to have, like, maybe a half a beer today. As I told you, man, I've been pretty sick. Yeah, man. I'll, so I'll drink your I probably half. shouldn't. I'll have your other half. I know you will. That's that's see, that's why that's why we're good friends yeah, here. That's we, why this thing works. Yeah, we make a long. You know, we do real well together. Cause like when you can't finish a beer, I will be there to finish it for uh, you. There's there's no such thing as a full, fallen soldier, my friend. No, no absolutely such thing. not. Absolutely not. You cannot let that happen. So how was your traveling this week for you, my man? Oh, it was terrible. We gotta do house cleaning though, don't we? As you said, it was gonna be average. I forgot. Yeah, this is an average episode. Oh, okay. Well, all right. So be sure you're going to sportsmockery.com for all your Chicago sports literature needs. Be sure you're checking out the Sin City Mockery if you dig Las Vegas sports. Be sure you are, most importantly, going to Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Spotify, anywhere you can find podcasts, you can find us. Subscribe, rate, and review. That is very, very important. Make sure you're joining our tournament for the NCAA bracket tournament for March Madness. Uh, The winner who has the most points will win Tickets to a Cubs or Sox game of two your tickets. choosing. It's two tickets, through right? Through tick splits. Yeah, through TickSplits.com. Uh, be sure you're using the promo code Mockery for no hidden fees. You know we will. Yes, absolutely. 10% off as well. But, um, yeah, be sure uh, you're entering in that. It's our pin post on our Twitter page, which you can follow at SMLcasts. Um, all you need to do 
Enter, fill out your bracket after Selection Sunday. Subscribe to the podcast. Screenshot where you subscribed, whether it was Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, wherever. Be sure you screenshot that and follow the SM Outcast Twitter page if you're not already. Those are the only things that you have to do to win tickets with a friend and the Outcast and go to a game. What else am I missing? Nothing. That was it? I got tick splits. I got, I got where you could find us. Oh, follow us on Twitter individually as well. I'm at SM Buzzweed and follow Juice at SM Juice Man. And then most importantly, again, follow at SM Outcast. And be sure you download the app, the Sports Mockery app. God, it's a mouthful. It is. Every week I got to remember, and I don't write the shit down. So I know. That's, that's why it's so damn impressive. Yeah. If you ever leave, which you are next week, we're just not going to have to have a show. So Yeah, I'm going to be in St. Louis next week, and supposedly I'm going to a St. Louis Blues game. That sounds terrible. That sounds great. sounds so boring. Why do you say that? Because St. Louis, as Chris Bryant says, is the most boring town in America. That's fine, but when I walk up in there in Blackhawks gear, it's going to get real exciting real quick. I don't think so, though, because those people are just trained to be boring as hell. They just get walked all over. St. Louis. It's a dump of America. Oh, I lost it on Detroit last week. Am I trying to go two for two? I'm not going to have any damn fun when I go for work. To St. Louis for the new job for my first. No, week. don't eat the pizza. Oh, they no. will claim that the pizza is good. I got a notification. Yeah, I know. I saw that. They will claim that the their pizza is good. It's trash. It's cracker cheese whiz mixed with prego sauce on top. It's terrible. <laughs> and you know what's the weird part about St. Louis? All their crap closes so early downtown, like really early. Supposedly, I was walking I'm on like eight thirty on like a weekday, and there was nothing open. Supposedly, I'm staying at the Hilton. Oh, nice. Yeah, See, right that's by nice. the stadium. So, by uh, where the Cardinals play. So, I guess. That's so, you're going to get the Juice Man week long kind of vacation, workcation that I call it, because that's what I do every week. Yeah. So, I'm going to travel down to St. Louis periodically Hotel. for the new job. Um, but I'll be running it from here at home. Well, right. not at my house, but you know what I mean. I'll be running it from there and chilling and, and, and doing the job from the remote location. They gave me the terminal. I'll be running the terminal. So, so suggestions for you at your Hilton experience. Always get up early and make sure you have the breakfast. It's free. I don't eat breakfast, but I'll check it out. No, you got you to gotta go because okay. they got good breakfast. It's usually like sausage and like eggs. You and... know me. I drink tea until about dinner time. I know, but yeah. I'm just I'm telling you. So also at most Hiltons, um, five to seven is free beer. Really? So you can go in there and, and you get free beer. They do like dollar beers. I'll so if you got time, out. usually the, the most interesting people you ever meet and the best sports conversations other than on this podcast that happened for me are in a hotel. Well, more importantly, how's their Wi-Fi at Hilton's? Very good? solid. Is it? Because I'm bringing, my, I'm bringing my PlayStation. Very well. I'm not even ooh, joking. I don't I'm, know. I'm bringing my PlayStation. I don't know. That's no. a cool. That's the, tell me how that goes because I'll then that might be the revolution thing that happens for me, that I kind of redo how I travel because then I'll bring my uh, bring my Xbox. Yeah, I'm thinking I'm bringing my PlayStation because it's just so easy to unhook from this TV. Bring it so I can play the show while I'm gone. Not a bad move. Yeah, you know, because I, you know, me, I'm not a big goer outer. Bring my laptop. Bring my PlayStation. And uh, I know I said a couple weeks ago I was going to get the show. I still haven't made that purchase. You yet. missed a I, sale. I know. But I always like to pay premium. You know that. Yeah, I know. You just gotta, you just gotta pay the big bucks, man. I know, man. It's, I walk in, they go, "You know, we had a sale on this." I go, "I know. Keep the 50. <laughs> <laughs> so in today's show, guys, we're gonna be hitting uh, pretty much everything here. You know, be talking Hawks, Sox, Cubs, Bulls, and Bears. You know, just touching on everything that happened during the week. You know, the normal drill, the n- normal run through. Oh no way! What? So breaking news. What? 
Bears declined qualifying offer for DeAndre Houston Carson. Carson, who was who was wearing number thirty six. Oh, was he? Ah. This episode is thirty six. Oh my god! So they just let go of an average player, which means we need to go over the top. I but there's no good th- look through all sport Chicago sports. There is no good thirty six. Oh, what? Who wore thirty six for the Bulls? That's what I'm curious of. I don't. I cannot recall. Couldn't be anybody good. I can't recall anybody that wore number thirty six for the I'm Chicago just saying, Bulls. I'm just wondering here. I, I, while you're looking it up, so the Bears de- declined the qualifying offer for DeAndre Houston Carson. Good luck Which, in your future endeavors, sir. Good luck in your. No one ever wore thirty six for the Bulls. There you go. <laughs> So all right, all right, awesome. On to the next. All right, well, so while we're talking about the Bulls here, let's get into it. Uh, Zach Levine, you know, goes down with that patellar injury. Um, he resumed full practice today, which today is Wednesday. The what juice? The thirteenth. Thirteenth. Yeah, so it's the thirteenth. So he missed two games in a row here. Um, why don't we just shut him down for the season? What I mean, what, what are we gaining at this point here? Well, it's it's the old mantra that we've talked about on this podcast that the Bulls will always do the thing that they shouldn't do. Right? I mean, there, there's just no way that we can mess this kid up. Let's get him healthy. He's got a knee issue. Get him healthy. We're done anyway, mathematically. And that's another thing real quick. <laughs> you son of a bitches that just comment on shit. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to, like, people are like, oh, no, you're better than them. Don't comment back to, to people that are trolling you. No, I'm going to comment back because y'all are pussies and you're not going to do anything about it anyway. But just on... Just to say a word here, like, no shit we knew the Bulls were eliminated. We knew the Bulls weren't going to make the playoffs, but mathematically... You sure? Yeah. <laughs> mathematically, LeBron knocked us out, which is why I wrote the article that I wrote. Is because he knocked us out. Just because you read the headline and didn't click on it, you dumbass, is my fault. But, Brad, they were eliminated months ago. Oh, my God. They didn't even have a chance. Oh, I'm sitting here and look at my analytical crap. No, I don't know. Anyway. Um, but I just want to get that off my chest. But being mathematically now eliminated, <laughs> I just think that we sit Zach for the rema- remaining 13 games. There's nothing to gain for, from playing Zach Levine. There's nothing. See what you have in Chris Dunn. Yeah, which I think you've already seen that. Well, he, I think that's out there already, too. 100% Not, he plays better without said, Zach on the floor. He, He's well, a different guy, and well, that's the thing. Well, he, anybody is going to play better when they have more touches. Right. That's, they're going to look better. You know what I mean? I just feel like he looks more comfortable. Yeah, they're not but, sticking him but in the you're corner. Not, but or... this is the thing: you're not trading off the guy that you paid eighty million dollars oh, no, to I wouldn't for do that. Chris Dunn. Yeah, no, you I know what I mean. That's so. My point exactly: Chris Dunn's done, pun intended. Being a Chicago Bull, I think I think they're gonna move on from that, or or they'll put him, you know, at the second unit and let him do. I that, think he'd which, be good with the second unit. He's but a defender. It would who... it would not surprise me if they try to move him for. Something a pick or maybe yeah. a vet that they, you know, maybe they think next year with a point guard or let's say they get one of these top guys from Duke, that with them and a vet, you know, they could make that next step. And but I, I just I don't see any end in sight with this rebuild. I don't. I'm and I hate to be negative, and I know they played better since getting uh, Otto Porter Jr. But let's 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 pump the brakes because last I heard. You needed to have a top 15 player to win a championship, and I just don't think the Bulls have a top 15 player right now. I don't think Laurie is that. I don't think Levine's that. Obviously, I don't think Porter Jr. is going to be that either. 
No, I, I don't think Otto Porter Jr. is going to be that at all. He, Zach I mean, intrigues me. Um, the fact that he got snubbed from the yeah, ESPN he, under twenty five list and the way. But he's, is he another guy just filling it up on a really bad team? We we've talked about this before. I look at his true shooting percentage numbers, and I it makes me feel better about him. And I, okay. I feel that maybe he's. I'm not, not saying he's he's his, not a good player, but does is Zach Levine the leader? On an NBA championship squad. So, like, can he be the 1A? The guy. No, the guy. I don't, because, think, so. I don't think so. Because to me, you need the guy. Because if you look at what's going on with Golden State, with uh, the teams that can contend, like the Rockets, like they have the guy. And some of them have more than one of the guy. If you look at Golden State, they have three. You know? But I just don't think... I, I don't think that Zach Levine is the guy you can go, this is the guy that's going to drag me... To a super, to a, a ship, goal, and, the, a and ship. that's the end goal. See, uh, and, and a right. lot of so, that gets I mean, lost. So he's not here yet. A, a lot of that gets lost on people wanting to make the playoffs. Yeah, and which, they look at that as the end goal because they right. think, oh well, LeBron's going to knock me out, or Boston, or, or this or that. Like, listen, I think Zach's very good. His true shooting percentage shows that his per this year shows it. He's he's improved a hundred percent. I'm not but, arguing that. Right, that's not my argument. But a hundred percent, I don't think that he's the guy that's going to put the team on his back and lead us to a ship, which is the ultimate goal at the end. Now, do I think that Cameron, like a team full of youngsters with a tremendous amount of talent that can pace and space and pace the floor, could do something special? Yeah, I do. I think they could, you know, maybe make some noise, maybe like a, a la 04 Detroit Pistons or something like that. I mean, Yeah, to me that sounds more along the lines of like a Phoenix Suns run with Steve Nash kind of deal where you really – Steve Nash was good, and was obviously he won MVP twice, but, right. I mean, he wasn't, like, I don't think he was, like, the elite guy, like you, like a LeBron James or, like, a Kevin Durant. Well, the league is also at. different from what it was right. back then. That's You're absolutely saying. right. So, so, I mean, you, I, you I can need to see have... it, but with that said, I think that that's the harder road to win a championship than just, you know, tanking like we were talking the... about here and getting the guy, which, I mean, we've talked about this in our group chat I think the best chance of being that guy is like a Zion or a Reddish or a Barrett. And I just don't think that the Bulls have that now. So with that said, I, I well, we I'm know Zion's good, going right. number one. So it's right. gonna be it's gonna be like pick your poison type thing, I think. And that's what's gonna be so fun about the draft party this year. Is that the Bulls might be in the spot where it's just whatever falls to them, that's what they have to take anyway. I mean, people are talking about John Morant going number two, man. I, <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, yeah. that, that, that's a real thing. A, I know. And I, Is I'm someone not, dumb enough to do it, though? See, that that's my point. I've been saying all along, I'm not a John Morant guy because he plays in the old. And I'm not Ohio saying dumb Valley enough Conference. either. I, I do I do see why he's, some people have he's some He's enticing some as hell, on. but he, yeah. again, he, he's athletic as hell, but he's driving in the lane and getting to the lane and jumping over people that are going to be playing at local YMCAs in two years. No, and I, I understand. And that's my I, thing me, with Jock. Get your... So then people go, oh, well, what about Damian Lillard? I'm like, that's a completely different thing. Look at Damian Lillard's statistics throughout college. Shot better than Ja from the field. Shot better than Ja from three. He yeah, had an NBA game, not just built off athleticism. Yeah, I think the thing that throws me back in the maybe I wouldn't mind having Ja Morant is the Tavon fact that Coleman. I'm sorry, Tavon Coleman to the uh, Niners. Oh, yeah, uh, well, that's actually a really low deal too. Yeah, five I, million a year. Yeah, I'm very surprised. By with that. with that said, talking back to Ja Morant, I, I look in terms of how he's always got better year after year after year as, as maybe something that brings me back into maybe I wouldn't mind having this guy around in a Bulls uniform just because, I mean, going in, and I know that this is a terrible comparison because Derek was obviously the clear-cut number one pick, but 
Derek had things and questions similar to John Moran, too. I know he played D1, but Derek worked at his game, got better. Look, he ended up being MVP. The road is there. The question is, does the kid have the drive, the personality, you know, the want to be the guy and maybe the best player um, on the team that wins a championship? Because, you know, that's that's what you're trying to get in this top five and in this draft. Because, like we said, I don't think the Bulls have it, and I think they need it, and I don't think Zach's it. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I agree with you that I don't think Zach is the superstar. I just am. I'm not going to lie to you, and I know it, it hurts me to say it because I, I set myself up for letdown all the time. I mean, it's constant. It's with every right. team that I love. You know, I, I'm i intrigued because I, I look realistically, and maybe they do get a Barrett or a Radish, and they start throwing – Zach at, at point guard and yeah, kind of running him out because he's sometimes he, I wonder if that's it might not that's work something if, that's worked on the stretch because it has I just if don't that's want, a long-term solution I would rather not pass up on a reddish nor a Barrett no. for just to fill a need like no a, or, oh yeah, like and I a get Morant that. or a Garland you know what I mean but I, I also think that the the Bulls are going to be at the mercy of the three teams picking in front of them too. right and the, you know that's the and one thing that we talked about on this podcast before about John Morant is I look I always look at the strength of schedule and this mm-hmm. is a stat I'm not gonna lie to you this is a stat that I just discovered last year I never looked at it before mm-hmm. um Wendell by Carter the way Jr. you and Mark Mark Schanowski are saying the same things oh. I, I've I listened to Mark oh do you really watch okay. watch his his Twitter page he is not on the John Morant train I did not know that he's he's underneath the assumption that he's gonna come up and. It's going to be a nightmare because there's a lot of guys who, like you said, aren't going to be playing. Kind of looks like Markel Fultz right. to me, which, except Markel which, shot better than him in college. Yeah, but with that said, I, I just you look at this kid's athleticism and in the, like I said, the getting better each and every year. Those are the ones that seem to have long careers in the in the NBA too, though the ones that work at their craft. His numbers are fantastic, and I'm not going to sit here and tell you they're not. I mean, right. 24 points a game, almost 25. 10 assists, so he's getting a double-double there, Juice Man. Two steals, excuse me, and 5.5 boards. Mm-hmm. What scares me about John Morant is the last couple of games he's played has been against lesser lesser talent squads, right? Mm-hmm. And he finally got his uh, three-point percentage up because if you go back to Walter Payton edition episode, episode 34, he was shooting 31% from three. Yeah. You know what I mean? He doesn't you – know, he's taking about five threes a game. He's hitting one. You know, and that's where it scares me with him. Yeah, he can get to the paint against against guys that again are not going to be in the league. But once, can you imagine him running into a Demarcus Cousins, a Serge Ibaka, or somebody like that? Yeah, I just, it's the the, the I just running in the crowd things isn't gonna. That's why shooters impress me a little bit more. And the reason I say that is because like it, 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 where he's at in college at, at Murray State playing in the OVC, just because I I feel that. His athleticism is just kind of like, eh. Now, if he was wowing me with the shooting, then I'd be like, okay, I see something with his athleticism too. But, like, he's just being super athletic against guys that aren't as athleticism. With that said, I think you can teach the shooting. Well, really? Because you're, you you're always a, you know, shooting I know, is important I know, it is guy, important. So. But I think with him, a guy who's able to work at his craft and is maybe has an open mind to, to learning a new stroke, I think you can teach the shooting. I think what we saw with, like, Markel Fultz, was a lot of mental yeah whatever part of that part right he, yeah and and with I mean Lonzo too switching it up but we saw last year Lonzo switch over to shooting for him and this year he's shooting better yeah he was until he got hurt right but Lonzo was actually like mm-hmm. he he was deemed one of the so, best defenders too I, the thing is is do you trust your coaches enough to teach this kid 
you know, shoot a higher percentage. Because that's that's what it's going to be. He's going to have to get in the gym, and I think he's going to have to switch, uh, tweak a few things on his jump shot. No, that's fine. To... I didn't say no right away because Jim Boylan's kind of grown on me a little bit. Yeah, that's uh, I'm not, that's, I'm, enough, that's a whole other debate a whole... topic. Is maybe Jim that, Boylan maybe we'll the coach that, that gets you to... With Tony Gill when he comes yeah, on. Yeah, does, does, is Boylan the guy that can get you there too? Because it, it's all going to work together. If this, is, if this is your idea that you're going to draft high next year, or this year in the draft, and then go for it to make the playoffs... That means that your coach needs to be coaching the young guys to get them in the in the right positions, and your young guys got to produce right when they come in. Right. So that that's what that's where we got to be. So are these the guys that could do it? I don't know. I I mean, I guess we'll have to see. I that's it, it's a terrible. The Bulls are in a terrible spot because they they really can't they really can't get that free agent that big free agent. Oh, because no one will come here. Right. And they kind of got a lot of mishmash of young talent that they don't know if it really fits because none of it's played together long enough to know. Oh, and, th- and that's the you thing. You know what I mean? Like I said, it's very enticing, and that's why I get myself all caught up with such a young rotation. We do know everybody can shoot the ball in the lineup when Wendell gets back. Mm-hmm. You know, we know everybody in that lineup can shoot. And that's shoot, great. But can they play together? And that's yeah, I, and that's the thing. They're so yeah, young. I think tough. they might be able to get molded, but in the organization, are they going to be able to do it? There's so many questions with the Bulls. I do think that if they do stay healthy next year, they're a playoff team in the East, but they're a first round exit team as well. Yeah, and at that point, or a second round. Well, we'll see. So forty. They're, so you haven't won like forty games next year if they're. I could see if they, if they stay guy. healthy. I see. Okay. I could see it. I, yeah, the the Bulls. I don't know. It, it, like I said, it's up like I here. said, they're in a terrible spot. You know, that's the. But I, I think know. that I think the Eastern Conference powerhouse. I already think we know who that's going to be for the next few years, and that's going to be Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. You know, um, which I mean, they don't they don't scare you. Do no, they, they, well, I mean, none of them could shoot. Right. You know, I mean, they got to have right. I mean, it's in the pretty lineup. much open. Uh, <laughs> who knows? You look at you look at Toronto too, man. Maybe Toronto if then, they can keep Kawhi. That's a, and maybe he brings a friend. You know, that's the, and then you're hearing KD, Kyrie, New York talk, all that bullshit. You know. The off season will be interesting to see. And it's interesting every year because you know it's just all these well, star this year players in particular, though, team up. There's a lot of guys out there that that want to play with each other too. When you have kind of yeah, they would read through the lines, but I don't know, man. It's basketball and it's average. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's the Bulls were a lot. You know, were really fun to watch there for those few games. You know, the four overtime game that they had, man. You know, I mean, just going toe-to-toe with Atlanta, and I know Trey Young's young guy, John Collins. You know, they. I mean, it's been fun. It got fun. And then Zach goes down, and I'm just like, you know what, man? Just the last 13 games, let it go. Shut them down. See what you got with other people. Call it day. You know? You already know your star player, Ryan Archidiakono, is already going to put the team on his back, and they're going to let it run. You know? They're going to win some games. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my God. All right. Well, speaking of the other team at the United Center here, getting into some Blackhawks. Everybody keeps saying they're back, they're not back, they're back, they're back, they're back, they're not back, they're back. What do you think, man? What do you think about this team? What do you think about the line changes, putting Kaner on the third line? I mean, he's still getting the minutes, so it doesn't really matter. But um, I'm intrigued for next year. I, I know that they're fighting for a playoff spot, but I, I just see them as an easy out in the first round. Um, I'm intrigued for the future, though, because like we've talked about in this all the time, they had talent down there, and... I mean, the cool thing is is seeing Kane move around and work with a lot of these guys on on different lines. And but like I said, man, it's 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 a dogfight to the end. If I'm not mistaken, they're three points out still. 
I believe so, yeah. Chasing, I think, two or three teams. Yeah. But they're going to have a real interesting conversation after next year, too, because it seems like their their win window could could close early, too, if they make the wrong choices in next year's free agency. You know, if they if they sign a big guy like, like Panarin and then they kind of mess up their, their cap flexibility, you could be right back in the same spot you were, you know, two, three years ago where oh, you're in cap hell. You can't pay anybody and everybody's leaving. You know, that's the that's a tough spot to be in. The, the NHL salary cap is a bitch. It's it's tough to be. Yeah, they're they're in eleventh right now, so they're yeah. three spots out, um, which is you know a little rough. Yeah, have to top hop three teams. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they that's... have sixty nine points, and uh, the eighth seeded Arizona Coyotes have seventy five points. So Hawks are at sixty nine. Yeah, that's it. Might be a little bit too far out of reach here, I'm, I'm unless gonna... they go on a complete tear. That's gonna be a no for me. Yeah, you know, I don't understand, um, you know, they were here. You know, they were here in the bottom with, like, Anaheim and Los Angeles. And then all of a sudden they went on, you know, they started well, going on systems these, these too. Tra- I think the whole Jeremy Colleton thing started to kind of work a little bit. Yeah. Um, I called him the Fred Hoiberg. I know. I, I mean, we probably were I was a little cue emotional when it came to the end of it. On I'm a our... homer. I ain't going to lie to anybody. I'm a fucking homer. with that said, it, it's a hell of a – this kid's young. That's a hell of a, a hell of a game. A couple years older than us. Like he, I mean, he hasn't really shown it at the NHL level that until recently that this team is playing better. So, I uh, with that said, I don't know. I'm like I said, I'm intrigued. I want to see the defensemen come up next year. I want to see you know a lot of these guys get better and and them kind of shore up the uh, the spots where they're they're lacking in scoring. You know, wingers and. Bring in some wingers, some guys who could score, and, and, and make four lines that can beat you every time that you throw them on the ice. You know, that's that's what makes a good NHL team, when you could throw any line out there at any time. And Quenville, and all the cup runs that we had, you know, dating back to, you know, 2010, that's that's what he had. He had four lines he could throw out there at any time against any matchup. And then that makes you a good NHL team. That's what wins. Yeah, I agree with you 100% on that. You know, um. And, and just, you know, another thing, like with Stan Bo, a lot of you got a lot of people kind of defending him now and a lot of people against him, but he's kind of looking like a genius because if Brandon Perlini just figured it out, oh, my God, he's going to be good. Had a hat, His first ever hat trick the other night against his former squad in Arizona. It was actually a great game to watch. The Hawks beat the crap out of him 7-1. to one. Mm-hmm. Very fun game to watch. Um, like I said, he had a hat trick, and over his last five games, he's got six goals. You know, uh, shit. I mean, that's that's great. You know, if this kid's coming on the Dylan Strom, Brandon Perlini trade for the Nick Schmaltz deal, I know Schmaltz, got hurt. He he was playing well for Arizona at the time, but this looks to be like a home run. And then you you talk about these defensemen that are coming up next year. And I just got to ask well, you. I don't, I, I don't even know if they're coming up next year. Well, I know you, we think that we're getting Bachwist, and you know you're getting Yokoharu back. <laughs> so, I mean, you at least have two. Right. And that maybe they make a move for a top four defensive men with the money that they have coming going into free agency because they have a lot of money to spend. They do. If they spend it correctly and they don't go crazy and go get our teamy Panarin, I don't understand why everybody is like, I'm Panarin's very good. Mm-hmm. Very, very good. But look what Alex DeBrinkett's doing. Yeah, I'd that, like to that, save that some money be, for Alex DeBrinkett. Right, right. Well, he's he's going to get a real big chunk right. of change as well. So, I, I mean, you, you look at. I'm glad you agree with that. The, the Blackhawks, you know, too, just seem. 
they seem in this weird spot where obviously in a, in a competitive NHL, they can stay competitive and stay in the playoff hunt, but really they're not, they're not a, a true well you're saying contender it's kind of the same thing with the bulls it's like you're on you know obviously the bulls are getting their asses whooped i mean i'm not and the blackhawks made very strong pushes and have great players on the squad but it's like do you want to be a playoff team or do you want to be a championship team well that's isn't that the point you got to build towards something you know and and that's the thing that i always get pissed off that people say is like well we can squeak into the playoffs you're gonna squeak into the fucking playoffs you're gonna lose in the first round then you lost out on a decent pick yeah that's well it's what our dude Bull Scripted always says. Would you rather pick 11th to 14th in the lottery, or would you rather be up there? I'd re- right. You I'd know, re- if I'm not making the... the playoffs, I want to be as high towards the top as I can. Right. I mean, it's you know, just... The... And, and not to say just tank for shits and giggles, but I mean, if it's there... Oh, no, I'm saying tank for shits and giggles. I'm saying... Oh, yeah, me too, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't like the whole tanking aspect, but I, I respect it, and I get it, because teams are trying to... I don't like it. I love it. To build, you know? I don't like it. I love... In, in today's league, if you're if you're paying for it you're not successful if you have to go into your your pocket and pay people to come in Mm. you're usually not successful if in any sport that's any free agency if you can home grow your talent and then have it come up through the system and and get get more out of guys yeah then then you're looking at like you're looking at the because it's a way mu- to beat the system. As much as I hate to correlate it again, but I mean, you look at Golden State; they're pretty much homegrown. Their their first championship, they were a homegrown squad. Harrison right. Barnes, you know, Steph Curry, Draymond Green, uh, Clay Thompson. I mean, I know they had Andrew Bogut. They did sign him in free agent. He was one of their big free agent signings back then. You know, Andrew mm-hmm. Bogut. And I don't know if you know this; he just signed with him. No shit. Yeah. Oh, I did see that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, so with the Hawks, man, I mean. Uh, I don't know if they're going to make this last push here. Corey Crawford's back from his uh, his concussion problems, and the world keeps on spinning, you know? So I don't know exactly what's going to go down, how it's going to go down, what's going to happen, but you do see some really good things going into the future that look good. Like I said, Perlini, Dabrinkit, Kane is not going to slow down any. I highly no. doubt it. Jonathan Taze is having a career year again. The Blackhawks are, uh, for the second time in history, they have three players on their squad that have over 30 goals. The last time it happened, this was a stat I saw, was 2001. I believe it was Tony Amani, Keith Sullivan, and Eric Daze. No shit. Yes. So, I mean, they the talent's there. Just, uh... Just gotta fine-tune it. Yeah, just gotta fine-tune it and get some defensemen, and, uh, you know, you're, you're cooking with gas. So that's my hockey talk. I'm getting better at it for the people that asked me to get better <laughs> at it. I pay attention a lot now. I watch almost every game, and I've, I've always been a player of the video game. Video game's always fun, so... Yeah, chill. Yeah, chill. Chill Love and chill. Chill, chill and chill. So um, what else? What else do we gotta talk about, man? We got some other stuff. We got Baseball. MLB spring training. Baseball. Yeah, they uh, so they optioned today. The Sox did. Uh, they optioned Dylan Cease, Eloy Jimenez, Michael Rodolfo went to Double A. Eloy and Cease went to Triple A. Cease or, or um, Eloy will be up in the second week of April. They're just getting that extra year of control. He'll be up. Um, not surprised by any of the moves that happened today. Um, from the last time we talked to you guys, which was just last week, nothing's really changed. Just a couple spring training games we missed out on two. Yes, yesterday the, is the rain out. I'm at the dog days of spring training. Are oh, you done? Yeah, it's you like just... where I just want to see real baseball now. Yeah, I feel you. That's like I want to see like these teams get together, and but it's crazy how many like big time free agents are still out there and and not signed. You know, what I mean, it... Dallas Keuchel, Kimbrel, Kimbrel. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's a lot, man. Kimbrel's one of those guys that really looks good for the Cubs now after seeing, you know, the questions between Morrow and Strope. You know, you wonder if 
that's a that's a name that they're looking at. But I, I think Joe Madden today ruled that out. He said there's been no talk with that. And the Cubs, like they said all offseason, we we can't be spending like crazy. But I wonder what the price tag is for Kimbrell now. You know, I mean, it's you're at the point where you need to just join a team, you know. But I don't know. Like I said, dog days of September or uh, September of uh, spring training. I'm more stuck with. Uh, like I'm done. Like wa- like I I liked watching Nico Horner. I thought that was great to, you know, see his success. He had a and, hitting streak. Yeah, you know, it's, <laughs> I mean, he, he he got on base what like six six times in a row or something. Yep. Six of and then yeah, he's he played out of his mind. He's gonna be a good player. He's just gotta they gotta send him down there and let him. They do it with this is their thing. So they do it with every even Chris Bryant was down there for a full year. Yeah, you know that's the that's what baseball is. You go right. down there, you get your you know you earn your stripes and you come on up. You learn mm-hmm. um, along the way as well. You so baseball is a hard sport, man. People don't realize that sometimes. You might have the talent, but you might struggle when you come up to the majors. It, it is what it is. It's where you're comfortable at, and it's how you can perform. Um, I don't see him as a guy who is going to take over the league the minute he walks up. I think he's going to see some struggle. So I think all he the has time potential, that... just for what I've watched of him, I think potential to be a gold glover within his first four years. Yeah, but I but that's I mean I'm talking more with the bat and and I mean the defense you don't worry about. He's got good hands and and he's got a good arm and um he throws kind of weird yeah i don't know if you've seen that i did yeah he throws kind of kind of different but i think our boy adam neeson touched on that yeah yeah but i don't i mean if it gets the first i don't care if he you know kicks the ball over there like paul o'neill right. i mean but with that said you know it's it's uh he's got to go through the you know the um what do you call it the, the ranks in the system, and sorry, I'm like dead brain today. It's all right, man. Dead. The long, long. You drove a lot day. today. I know. You drove a lot today. So with the Sox, the only thing that I'm wondering is, is I pretty much know what the lineup is going to be. I just know for sure. I don't know who our fifth starter is going to be. Is it going to be Dylan Covey? Is it going to be Carson Falmer? No. Is it going to you know, unfortunately, because I really like Carson Falmer. Or is it going to be Manny? And I, I'm going to get this wrong. Bonellos. Um, these are the guys from Section 108. Speaking of that, we'll get to them in a minute too. Um. But these are the this guy, they're the one away guys want him to be the fifth starter, especially Beef Loaf. He really wants them to be the fifth starter. Um, I figure why not? Because your idea earlier was you know to maybe have Dylan Cease come up in May, and I don't know if it'll happen or not. But that fifth starter spot is still open, so something's telling me maybe they do it to put asses in seats, like you said, because mm-hmm. uh, I didn't think about it that way before. But there's not a solidified fifth starter unless they sign somebody. You got to think about how Jerry works. Jerry is a he understands what that park, you know, how tough it is to fill it. And a Dylan Cease day, a call-up after you're going to have pretty much an Aloy Jimenez week. I mean, I would imagine you would see a spike in ticket sales. Yeah, you're going to see comes... a lot of people, you know, yeah. start going, like especially when Eloy comes up in that second A, a Dylan Cease kind of start may may turn a Tuesday afternoon game in, uh, you know, a half full. You right. know, that's the when you would really be looking at maybe like a 30 to 25 percent, you know, turnout. You know, that's the which I mean, I it the, the White Sox are going to be fine. I, I don't worry. Like I, they have a lot of great young talent. It'll be fun to watch it all come out throughout the year. I know we talked this whole offseason about how much they screwed up getting Manny Machado or not getting Manny Machado. But I think. It's it's on White Sox fans and I'm sure the players and management they've moved forward with it by now. You know it's you didn't get them so what you tried, and you learn from it you move on because maybe next year there's a free agent that 
wants to come here and maybe next time you're not fifty million dollars off the off the, the number. Right. Yeah. I think most Sox fans now are like kind of calmed down a little bit. Uh, we're not freaking out as much as we were. But the biggest thing that we have going on for us, at least Sox Twitter, is uh, the Section 108 tournament. Um, that's going on right now. I do know that Sox on 35th, shout out to them. They are still in it. Beef Loaf is still in it. Terezi E, my Sox Summer, the guys that run the 108 podcast are still in it. So they're doing their thing. I already know that. But I had the pleasure of being in said tournament in the play-in round. And I just want to take this opportunity to say, if y'all are listening to this, I shouldn't have been in that goddamn play-in round. I should have been in the real thing. I'm not being cocky. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm just joking around. But I was, it was a pleasure to be in the uh, play-in round and uh, lose to Mr. James Fox, who represents the Loop Sports and Future Sox. That was cool. But uh, my boy Zoe made it in, and uh, he unfortunately had to go up against probably the most famous white Sox blogger they have right now and that's white Sox dave from barstool sports and redline radio so you know uh what the 108 guys are doing and um right now with the tourney and just everything they do on twitter with being interactive and stuff really really helps out with white Sox twitter um and white Sox fans in general you know it's a closeness we know who the ogs are and uh, when this team really starts winning it's gonna be something i think you know obviously the Sox have a lot to build on they have a lot of stuff to do to still improve, you know, prospects don't mean that you're going to be good by any means necessary. We're going to have to make some signings. Like Rick said, we're going to have to spend the money. So I don't know when that's going to happen, how it's going to happen, but God damn, am I waiting for it, man? Because we need something, you know what I mean? It's just, it's just getting to the point where I don't know if I can handle another 100 loss or 98 loss season. It's just enough is enough is enough with, with the losing, you know? So, that's my spring training, I guess, uh, stuff, my spring training review um, as of right now. And I can't wait because 15 days is uh, opening day. So, Yeah, well, we're going to be at the Saturday game after, right, for the White Sox? Yeah, I just bought those while you were up. And then uh, you things. just got those? Yeah, I just bought them. And then uh, I'll be at the Cubs home opener Monday the, uh, the 8th of April. Um, they play the Pirates. So it right be on. Fun. I'll be out there with uh, Certified Tony G. Oh, look at that. So it should be fun. Right on. Be a good time. So, yeah, dude, like I said, I'm at the just the, the long days of spring training baseball where it's like, I feel like these guys really don't need this much time. Like, do you feel that way, too? I that, think like, spring training's too long. Yeah, I, I get it, though, too, just because, like, some teams, they want to see some of their prospects against, you know, big league talent, and that's... That's fair. Understandable. Also... One thing that I've never understood too, though, is some of these teams are they're, they're like set in stone. You know, like if you look at the Cubs, like the Cubs don't have, I mean, other than like one spot in the bullpen, I think that there's no competition around. The roster is pretty much set. You know, I'm sure like Boston's kind of like the same way, and you know all these teams that like Houston, you know, I'm sure they're like they're just itching, they're waiting to just start because, I mean, what pitchers and catchers reported almost a month or at, probably a month ago. So now, I mean, they've been throwing, trying to get their stamina back up. And, yeah, I mean, it's uh, – I'm done. I'm done with spring training. Yeah, man. I feel you, man. I feel you. So we're going to move into our last thing here of the uh, of the episode. And this is NFL free agency. We're just going to touch on everything. Not what just the Bears are doing, but everything that's happened so far. I know this wasn't a free agent signing, but the biggest news of the offseason so far has to be Odell Beckham Jr. getting traded from the New York Giants to the Cleveland Browns. The weapons that Cleveland has – on the offensive side, could be very, very good. And New York, 
I don't know what the fuck they're doing. Yeah, I don't think anybody does. I mean, I have <laughs> no... And the third-round pick they got was the lesser of the Browns' third-round picks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't get it. I think I think the Giants kind of saw it as they watched the the Antonio Brown stuff go go how it went, and they said, we might be in this same boat, and if we can get a first-round pick at all, we should do it, but... I think then again they kind of backed themselves in their own in their own corner there too. You know, I mean, who's to say that you don't? I I thought last year they should have picked a quarterback because I think a big problem with OBJ was the fact that you know they're not contending. He's upset that they're not contending, and he's done running across the middle for Eli Manning. You know, that's the so I thought last year they should have picked you know, Darnold, but I know they got Saquon, and I know that that's, like, a generational talent. Right. I mean, I can't but, argue with that pick. But with that said, too, you know, it's a quarterback league, and he's a wide receiver. So Saquon doesn't help him if Eli Manning can't throw him the ball, and that was not that was the case last year. You know, I, yeah, I mean, I 100% agree with you. I, I get it. Um, I just don't, I don't understand, like, where they're trying to go and what they're trying to do. I, I just... They get these picks. I, yes, they got a first-round pick. Yes, they got you know a third-round pick. They got uh, Peppers, which was good for their defense, even though they just let Landon Collins walk. Yeah, it's a younger version of right. It's I, a I, younger. It's a younger trade-off. Get it? You're gonna have to pay him soon too. But I don't, the, to me, this just stamps the they're rebuilding. You know, that's that's what the Giants are gonna do. They're now. gonna be rebuilding for you know, a they're, while. They're done. They're yep. done with contending. They're gonna be towards the bottom of the league. But I don't know. I I just. <laughs> I, I this is what I wish the Bears had this. I had money for that, like for an o, for an OBJ and the the draft capital and that because, I mean we were talking to, in the group chat. You know I know they didn't get Le'Veon Bell and that was a huge rumor for the Bears this year. But it's guys like that that move the needle. But I think I think the guy who moves the needle for the Bears is Matt Nagy. You know he's the guy who schemes the lesser of the players in in terms of he's going to put you know. Patterson in different spots to create mismatches. I think that's that's the idea of his offense, and he's gonna exploit the worst defender on on the other side, and that's where you'll see them attack, attack, attack. You know, so I I don't think that I think that the moves that the Bears made were smart so far. You know, they're they're essentially not not trying to spend dumb money. Right. When when you have a talented team like that with guys that you're going to have to pay in the future, that's how you got to play it. So, I don't know what you think about the whole free agency giddy up so far. I mean, the Bears really haven't done much, but well, I think what they've done is it intrigues me. Bringing Cordero Patterson in helps, you know, replace Josh Bellamy a little bit. I mean, Cordero Patterson's going to play on special teams. He's he's a lot better offensively. Mm-hmm. And he's a great kick returner. It was a great. It was a great move. I, I'm not. I'm not mad about that at all. I like that move. Um, bringing in uh, Scrine, that was a good move. Um, you know he's a cheaper option. Matt Nagy, like you, uh, the article said from last year, Matt Nagy believes he's the best corner, or uh, not the best corner, but the best dime corner in yeah, all he of uh, he the was NFL. One of the best. Um, I'm a little worried about safety. What are we gonna do there? I am not. I, I still think that's up in the air. I'm I not a crazy that... Adrian Amos fan. Like I'm not gonna be like, oh my god, stay, don't leave. Why would he leave? Like no, dude, he has three interceptions, two or t- <laughs> two were tipped by Kyle Fuller. You know, right? Uh, I'm not. Uh, our star safety is Eddie Jackson. And the other one was the crazy, terrible Eli Manning throw last year. 
Oh, you're right. So yeah. that was a th- so well, where he's just throwing to nobody. R- okay, right. So, so all so... three interceptions are like. Uh... As of this episode, it is right now five twenty-two Wednesday, March thirteenth p.m. As we're getting into this Bears talk and starting to wrap it up, I'd like to maybe see. Aha, ha, Clinton Dix. I doubt it because I think he ends up costing more than Adrian Amos would. Um, Eric Berry was just released. I know you said that he only off the air. He only played like three games the last, last couple two years. years. I mean, I, and um, I get that, but it's it's all about when you bring him in. High reward. Well, yeah, it's all about when you bring him in, betting if he's going to be healthy. But you need to have a backup plan. I still want to so see maybe. My, um, so maybe you draft a guy and you get Eric Berry. Right. And you say, hey, if, mentor. Right. Teaching. Even if you're not on the field, mentor. You know, um, Justin Houston is someone I want to see. I think that's what every single Bear fan wants to see. And because yeah, that, as a who is still available now, I, I like that move. That I, defense just gets crazier. Um, it really if, does. If he joins and I, it. I, I can't imagine a defense being better than it was last year too. But it's it's a possibility if you bring this guy in. I I do think that they're going to be a little bit more aggressive. It'd be interesting to see how they change up. Uh, um, they change up their defense too, because obviously Chuck Pagano is not, you know, he's not Vic Fangio. Right. So, it, I I do like the move with, uh, with. If I'm not mistaken, Pagano likes blitzing more. He does. Which um, screen was the third best blitzer, dime blitzer last year, um, due to Pro Football Focus. So, I mean, the Bears are. That's the number one move I've seen where it's like, okay, this is a little bit of a of a scheme shift. The Bears are in the market right now, dude, for we need another outside linebacker. We need a punter. We need a kicker. You know? Um If if it's not Houston coming back, I, I, I mean I I see maybe an Aaron Lynch. I coming mean, coming back? Yeah, because I I've heard uh rumors of the New York Jets kicker last year, and I'm blanking on who it was, unfortunately. Jason Myers. Ex Jets Pro Bowl kicker. Jason Myers reportedly to oh four hours ago did he sign somewhere with the Seahawks? Okay, so he's gone. So okay. I saw that earlier today that he was not re-upping with the Jets. They didn't know what he was gonna do. So I'm wondering what um, you know they end up doing. I, I don't know what the Bears are gonna do. Are they gonna draft somebody, roll with what they got with you know because Cody Parkey's been officially cut as of like ten minutes ago. Woo! So he we said it was the average episode. Yeah, double doink is uh, he's gone. He is gone. So. Um, which I, I I wish no ill will on Cody Parkey whatsoever. No, I don't think anybody should. But um, I'm just glad that he's gone. After that Today Show stunt that he pulled, I lost a lot of respect for him. I understand he missed a kick and he's trying to like you know not seem like a monster to the rest of the nation because Chicago wanted him dead. But at the end of the day, man, just get away from my team. If you find another job in pro football, I'd be I'd be shocked. I would be. I'd be shocked after the stunt that he pulled. I really would be. Yeah, it's tough to. It's a tough look to come back from too. Um, maybe he just wants to be done too, though. You know, that's the other. He's still gonna get paid, and he's taking a lot of, like we said, he's taking a lot of hit after missing that kick and then going on that show. And that, I mean, we've been talking all week, and this is gonna kind of translate into all of sports. You know, that whole mental health thing. Obviously, that Russell Westbrook thing. I'm, I'm sure you saw it with the Utah fan. You know, social media and. And obviously, you know, you saw the Adrian Amos stuff too. Social media and fans now, they think they can just do whatever they want and yell whatever they want at these guys. Right. And and people forget, like, anxiety and, like, depression and all that mental health stuff. It's real. You uh-huh, know, that's, yeah. that's 100%. Like, these are people too. You Absolutely. Know? So sometimes you wonder when, like, a guy 
walks away in his prime too you know if that's if, if he thought he was done you know right if, or if there is more to it in terms of you know his mental health but oh man it'd be uh be interesting to see who they end up i think they're just gonna bring in a bunch of guys and then see who sticks i don't think there's gonna be a huge kicking they're already paying six million dollars to a kicker that won't be kicking to for them i think what they're just gonna do is bring in three four guys and over the course of training camp and otas and games and preseason games they're just gonna fight it out and whoever is standing at the end is gonna be your kicker until further notice right i agree with that um Couple free agents that we were looking at, you know, Mark Ingram's gone now. He's in Baltimore. So Spencer Ware is still out there. Coleman is now gone. Uh, I'm intrigued with Spencer Ware. I do not think it happens now. Um, like you said earlier, I don't think we get rid of Jay Howe. I think he sticks around for another year. Jay Howe is Jordan Howard, by the way. If people didn't know that. Um, what was I gonna say, man? Well, what did you think about the Le'Veon Bell signing? Did you think he was gonna get more money? I kind of did, but so as, did I. But as this Free and I know free agency pretty much just opened. The league year just started. I think when we started this podcast, um, as it kept going, I thought that it would he would get less and less because there seemed to be less and less of a market. I, running backs just don't get paid anymore, man. Right. They don't get paid like they used to. So, um, you know, I just I thought that he was. You know, people were talking like. 15 to 17 million dollars a year that did, that didn't happen not mm-hmm. even remotely close to that you know um but also if people believe that Le'Veon Bell is the you know number one running back in the NFL I don't think that he is but I think that's all I got for tonight man what do you got I'm good brother you good all right man well we're gonna get out of here today man we'll be back next week with another episode of the Outcast. it'll be episode 37 of the Outcasts, and uh, yeah, man. So be sure you go to sportsmonker.com for our Chicago sports literature needs. Be sure you are rating and reviewing and following us on Twitter, all that cool stuff, Apple Pod- Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Spotify. Make sure you're rating, reviewing, subscribing, going to our Twitters, at SMLcast, following that, at SMBuzzweed, that is me, at SMJuiceMan, that is Juice. And uh, yeah, that's about it. Next week we'll be debuting a new segment with our producer, Joey Gelman. He'll be doing about a two to five minutes uh, segment on his thoughts on the Chicago Bears. He'll be uh, debuting that with us next week. And, uh, yeah, man, we will be back next week with episode 37 of the Outcast. Thank you all for joining us. See you next week.